September 2nd, 1978. I am going to read this in a minute, but uh, right. it was just right. It was just really funny to me how the moment you pressed that button, I needed the loop. You, I don't think I'm going to need it throughout the duration, right. but I don't, and I don't know if it was like a kind of panicked response. <laughs> so, so the two, anyway. maybe three times that I said, "Are you ready?" You went, <laughs> I yeah. I was, and then I looked at you, and you're like, "I'm ready." It's like, okay, and, you, and now, and now you're taking a big mouthful of tea. Right, say the say the date again. Say the date. Let's again. do this properly. Look, um, I, that was totally my fault. I'm fully admitting it. Let's do this. The, yeah. the brass neck. September 2nd, 1978. Let's see how well you've done on your diet this week, Garfield. Now, where's the bathroom scale? I'm sitting on it. Oh, dear. Philippe is standing on it. Philippe is standing on it. How are you today? I'm all right. Good. How are you today? I'm not too bad, thank you. We're recording this on Easter Sunday. It's a lovely sunny day. Uh, I'm going to do some tidying and some cleaning, and then I'm going to get outside in the garden and try and wrangle it into some semblance of order. Okay. I'm probably, There's a lot of weeds out there. Probably going to sit on the sofa and play a lot of Zelda. Might sit in the garden with a with a very low alcohol shandy. Nice. Because it's just a little lemony boy, isn't it? I do like a shandy. It's a little lemony boy. That's really nice. Um, we've not done one of these for a week because... It's been two weeks, at least. It's been fucking ages yeah, since we've done one of these. Yeah, you've been at clown school. I have. It was parent-teacher evening and I needed to see how you've been doing. Mm. And it transpires that you've been excelling. You've got very high marks in your tomfoolery. Your custard pie throwing needs work but shows a lot of promise. And you're packing many, many, many people into a very small car and then coming out again is uh, is best in class. See, now, that's very funny because it is, in fact... You, who has actually been at clown school. I have been at clown school. Um, <clears throat> learning to be a clown, which, you know, seems superfluous, really. I have been learning to be a clown. But before we get to that, mm. what is this? What's what? Oh, it's a podcast. Fuck uh, me, right. It's called <laughs> I Don't Like Mondays, mm-hmm. and we review Garfield, and I'm Cat, and this is Guy. Okay. Anything else about it? <clears throat> Not really. No. I mean, we just have a nat, don't we? A nat? A nat. We have a nat. Yeah. I might actually just go very briefly into the kitchen and just get an antihistamine because I can feel my everything starting to go. Can you just give me 30 seconds? The amount of times I said, are you ready? <coughs> and you said, yes, I'm ready. I thought I was. Hello and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It's the podcast where I read the back of my methylphenidate packet. Mylan. Station Close, Potter's Bar, Hartford. Oh, this isn't the ingredients. It's the address. Yeah. Oh, I thought that sounded. Um... It's a funny list of ingredients. Yeah. Right there we go. Sorry about that. I just need uh, to take a do antihistamine. We, do we, the pollen. The pollen count. Do we, do we edit this podcast? Mm-mm. So, sorry. Say again. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. So it was we... as ably demonstrated by the fact that I just was taking a pill. Live on air. So we, we hit record and we go. Yeah. So Like well, a rocket. I, I was interviewed for like a business-to-business podcast publication about this, and that would have been an ideal time to release a new episode. And <coughs> and Excuse we me. didn't. We didn't. That was a, a moment to capitalise on. My, I do want to add, though, for anybody who read that interview and thought, 
Why why are they only interviewing Guy? That's a bit much. It's a it's a husband and wife podcast. We only we only interview the husband. What is this? Victorian Britain. Uh, no, I asked if you wanted to be involved and your response was no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but there's really good reasons for that. Shame. No, it's to do with my day job. Which and is the fact that I don't want my Jim Davis. I don't want my name or my um uh I don't want my name associated with my image online so that I can continue to do things independently of my day job. That's all. It makes you sound like a spy or Jim Davis. I'm not a spy. I mean... I do very, very boring work. If you were a spy, you'd say I'm not a spy. I do very, very boring work, Uh, but, um, yeah. I'm the husband in this podcast. You are? Called Guy. Yes. You're the wife in this podcast. I am. Called Guy. Wait. No. 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 Well, technically, I'm the husband in this podcast (laughs) called I Don't Like Mondays. I'm Uh, the husband called Guy in this podcast called I Don't Like Mondays. That sentence needs punctuation. Mm. 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 I think... Yeah. Well, it's Easter where you go on a punctuation hunt and you go around the garden and you find Looking a, for a semicolon yeah. and yeah, there's oh, there's a comma under the rose bush. Oh, and in Terrabang, we have been good this year. Yeah. What well, was um, Garfield's? We review, as you can tell. Um, yeah. We start from the very beginning. Of, Do we need to tell everyone this every time? Well, not in this level of detail, and we we haven't for a while. So I, I, don't think, I think it's sort of you know. Like, do you ever get to that thing where, like, you get to the end of a podcast and people are telling you about, like, you know, their Patreon and or, like, like we do? I just turn it off. I just, no, I just, no. I just, I just like, oh, I know this. Don't you say know. that. Well, you know, people appreciate me for my blunt honesty. Is that is that what you get from this? <laughs> is that that's your takeaway? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me all about clown school. Tell everyone all about clown school in as much as you wish to. In as much as I wish to. So. Clown School, um, long-time listeners of the show may remember that I did express an interest in uh, in taking clowning classes a while back. And then my beloved wife, uh, to whom I have pledged to spend as much of my life as I can feasibly be bothered to without getting the government involved, decided that that was the time to body me for a <laughs> solid, like, five minutes. And five minutes doesn't sound like a long time, but... Five minutes of just intense clown clown and circus focused disrespect is it's a lot for anyone to to bite off um and so I've been keeping an eye out and i I know a couple of clowns <laughs> yeah, I know some clowns yeah, do you need you need a red nose you need some okay. some oversized shoes right. I know a couple of guys I can hook you up yeah well, I mean we're getting visited by two clowns tomorrow, aren't we? <clears throat> ha ha. Carry on. You're not going to... No, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. That's fair enough. The, in- the in-laws are coming, is what I'm... That was for the listeners, All not right, for Les you. Dawson. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I was... Uh, I saw, I think somebody posted a, a shared a thing on Instagram, a thing I seldom use. Um, but it was a, uh, a guy doing a week-long sort of clowning course, somebody who'd... I uh, trained at Golier, which, if you're... Is that a famous clown? If you're a clown... You, yes, um, Philippe Golier is a French clown. Uh, They're all French, aren't they? Is yes. it something to do with, like, the um, the sort of existential malaise that we associate with, like, French schools of philosophy, do you think? is And, and that's that's a genuine question. Possible. I, I told you I was um, visiting a friend like, who had a... Comedy is very serious. Who had a French friend staying <laughs> over. And he, he came back in the evening and was like, oh, what have you been up to today? I went to see a film. 
It's called The Triangle of Sadness. And like, that was the first <laughs> time I'd heard of the film The Triangle of Sadness, which, you know, it's supposed to be a very good yeah. film. But hearing, yeah, a very, cinema, hearing yeah. a very French man say, I have been to see a film, it was called The Triangle of Sadness. Like, fucking, of course yeah. you have. Yeah. Of course you've been. I'm sure All you needed was a beret and a gold was. Mm, I'm yeah. sure we've talked about yeah. that on the podcast yeah. before. Anyway, I saw that this chap was uh, doing a week-long clowning school. Uh, so Golier, big name clown, still runs a clown school. He's an old man now. Um, craggy of feature. Craggy of feature is very see, serious. See, I think there's there's something in that, um, you know, Samuel Beckett had particular affinity with France. He spoke French very well. He's, a lot of his plays were translated into French. There's possibly a connection there. Mm. It's, it, it, it's I mean, I mean, absurd. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 t- we'll talk yeah. about it a bit. Yeah. Like it, it's, it is very human at the at the core of it. Um, Gaulier trained at Lecoq. Unbelievable. <laughs> I had a mouthful of very hot turmeric tea when you said that. Mm. <laughs> Say it again, sorry. The clown... With your, with your most serious face. The clown, Philippe Gaulier. Very highly respected clown. <laughs> I'm being serious. Okay, okay. You good to go? <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let me look away. Yep. Okay. Right, teacher face. Teacher face, very serious. Okay. Oh, that is it. That's a bit sexy. So, oh no. <laughs> right, okay, okay. Right. Small children have been naughty and I've got to. Yeah. Right. Okay. You good to go? You got it this time? Okay. So, the very well respected French clown, Philippe Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trained. <laughs> right, maybe if I take my glasses off so you're blurry. <laughs> no, that hasn't helped. So oh. what, I, what I'm particularly enjoying about right. this yeah, no, is, carry on. is in about five or ten minutes when we get into it, I'll be describing one of the most harrowing weeks of my life, one of the most... Emotionally draining, spiritually exhausting, psychologically damaging weeks of my life. And I really like that there's this outrageous shower of... There we go. That's it. Right. You good to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the elderly and esteemed French clown, Philippe Gaulier, trained under Jacques Lecoq... Anything that is absurd, anything that's remotely absurd, is like someone inserting a tiny, tiny, tiny hair-thin wire through all of the Swiss cheese layers of my sense of humour and just getting right to the centre. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. You, you composed? Yep. Yep. You're, if we did edit this podcast, it would be like two minutes long. Yeah. Okay. 
I can't look at you. No. Nope. I've had to close my eyes. <laughs> I can't look at you. <laughs> I've had to close my eyes, what otherwise your, I will laugh. What does your bumper sticker say? I'm not ashamed of my clown husband. I'm not ashamed of my clown husband, it's just that I need to, you know. Okay. Right. So. The esteemed and now elderly French clown, Philippe Gaulier. Yep. Who runs the Gaulier School in Paris. Yep. 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 Trained. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. I, I want, actually, actually, Chris. I want to highlight that this is not lol. Foreigners have funny names. It's not, it's not at all. Oh my god! Right, carry on. Yeah, no. Under Jacques Lecoq. Don't do it. Here we go. Composed. I'm composed. Yeah. So sessions at Gaudier. Yeah. Are booked years in advance. Yep. Like, if I wanted to book onto a course at Gaulier... You'd have to, like, do it for, like, like, five years. Yeah, like, 20, 20, 24, 20, mm. 25. Mm. Um, I think they do week-long courses. They do one- and two-year courses. I think sometimes... For serious clowns. For, for very serious Excuse clowns. me, I'm just going to blow my nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, please carry on. And um, a lot of well-respected clowns. No, you can't just be silent on a podcast. Okay. Whew, a lot of very well, very well <laughs> Sorry. respected clowns. Yeah. yeah. Could you just cover what we've learned so far? <laughs> okay. So there's the man who is a famous clown, who is now very old. Okay, what's he called? Gaulier? No. Philippe Gaulier. Gaulier, um, who trained under another famous clown who, who has who a was, name. Who was called... Jacques Lecoq. I don't know if the microphone <laughs> picks that up, but yes, yeah. Jacques Lecoq. Yeah. You're quite right. Yeah. So the, now, the Lecoq Theatre school, school is a very, well, school, it was a very rough picture. Um, it's booked very many years in advance. Yes. It's a very serious business. Oh. Genuinely thought I could get you to laugh there. Just shows what I've learned in the last week. Well, um, yeah. A lot oh, of, what, just, oh dear God, stop this. Sorry, I'm really sorry about the noise, everyone. The tea, like, Tab string got stuck on the. There we go. What I liked about that is that you couldn't leave it be. It had to be dealt with. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to accidentally knock something. Anyway, carry on. So, a lot of very well respected clowns yes. have studied at Gaultier. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, really? Studied at Gaultier. Oh. And I think that really. Like, when you look at a lot of what he does, a lot yes. of what he does is putting himself that. in very yeah, awkward yeah, positions yeah. and then going sort of whole hog. Yeah. It, like, in, in spite of that, that organ yeah. and that, yeah, that yeah, discomfort. Yeah. Um, so the guy who took the course, uh, Vigo Venn, taught this course, um, has trained at Gaulier. Also teaches at Gaulier sometimes. Oh, does he? All yes. right. Uh, yeah. I believe he met his partner at Gaulier. Oh, yeah. His partner was taking the other series of courses, or the other classes that were running concurrently. I wonder if they do, like, peripheral clown stuff, like makeup and things. They must do. Peripheral clown stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, because there's like the performative aspect, and then there's the like, you know, how do you make a pair of really baggy trousers aspect? Well, you talk to madness, don't you? 
Well, yeah, I've learnt nothing. I meant like hoop trousers, you know, hoop like trousers. for putting custard pies in oh, and such. Oh, hoop trousers. Yeah. Could you get a pair of, right, this is a small diversion, right, you know the big hoopy trousers that your classic clown has? <laughs> right. And like custard goes down them. Yeah, custard does go down them. Right. Could you get like a sort of shelf on them so you could put a custard pie in it, but then retrieve the custard pie like intact? Oh, almost. There's, yeah. there's going like to be... a slot for a custard pie? I, I reckon the gimmick clown trouser industry Probably. is at the cutting well, this is edge what I mean of about, technology. Yeah, the, the peripheral of, of Well, we, we've talked before about how to get lots of clowns in a car. You need to take everything out of the car. Yeah. Like, seats, all the plastic you've got. Like, you need to strip that bare. Because the trick to getting lots of people in a car is you get lots of people in a yeah. car. Like, there's no special, there's no hole in the floor. It's just... Lots I'm going to be very uncomfortable a for a few minutes, and then I'm going to get out of a car and tumble about. We didn't do that. That's not uh, it's not not entirely circus clowning, but no. I suppose a clown on a circus would do. <coughs> uh, the theatre that we did the majority of the stuff at uh, was London's um, sort of big theatre, not theatre, big circus theatre. Oh. They do a lot of like actual circus training. Yeah. On day one, we saw in the theatre that we were in, uh, we saw people sort of nipping off around a corner, walking back with a. Uh, Couple of unicycles, um, couple, of, couple of large hoops. Oh, yeah, so, so I have, um, and again, small aside, um, I have uh, a contempt for the unicycle, <laughs> which, which even, which even I, I find objectionable in myself. We've like, because I like to live and let live. Like I, I try hmm. to, you know, I do try to. And I am a Long, very opinionated long-term person. Long-term listeners will remember Catherine's extreme antipathy towards the man's small bicycles that yeah. we discussed on an earlier yeah. episode. Yeah, I think it's related to that. I <laughs> have you a... just like bicycles of standard size and then anything too big anything, or too small? Any, it's just... It's, it, it, give off. You know, give it, off. Get on with it. You know, sort yourself out. Give off. Is that like give over? Yeah, but, like, come on. Is it because it's self Like, trying to give yourself the label of quirky? Yeah, I think so. Right, unicycle being used for performance in a sort of um, in a in a circus. Right, mm. unicycle in a circus. In a, in a circus mm. Fine, that's the natural home of the unicycle. That's where they live. Yes, that's where they live. That's its house. They, they anywhere outside of that, they're outside, it's really hard to get them to breed. Yeah, anywhere outside of that, contemptible. Right. So, so if I were to go down the shops, but the thing is, I recognise in my that's an ugly thing in me. Yes. You know, I recognise that. I fully recognise that. But it's such a visceral response to the unicycle that I can't it, quite get Do you think over. it is the Clowns Association? Do you think it is because it is a a circus I think it vehicle? might be. Um, and sorry, so, I'm just getting some hand cream. And so, like, when you, when you see somebody out of there, you're, the first connection your brain makes is there is an attempt being made to be entertaining or unusual here. And when that attempt is being made just out... Or when that just attempt out is perceived about. as being yeah. made... Out and about, you're like, well, give over. I didn't ask for this. Yes, I don't. I, think I don't. So. I don't want buffoonery right it, now. It feels very look at me in a, in a in an environment in which look at me is not appropriate. Whereas a clown with a spotlight on them in the middle of a circus ring is the most appropriately look at me environment mm. that there can be. And it would be very funny if they pretended that they did not wish to be looked at. Yes. Yes. yes, in the sort of, you know, the Buster Keaton stone face, why are you finding this funny? This isn't funny at all. Since mm. um, he was a fabulous clown. Yes, there's a, a book that somebody mentioned, I think, called Why Is That So Funny? It's a book about physical comedy, mm. which I would like to pick up because I'm a gangly man. 
I've got all limbs. And I've used that in sketch in the past, but... You're going to hate me for suggesting this, but you should come and do some karate training, because it will help you to I've think about where your limbs are. karate before. It was in Galley Common, in the church hall sort I'm of gonna thing. I'm going to have to ask your mum. It was up a hill. Nearly said it was up a tree. That yeah. would be different. <laughs> But no, seriously, you should come and give it just to see where your your arms and legs are. I can't stress this enough. I've done karate. Yeah, but come on, even if you have done it as a child, come and do it as an adult because it's different. Um, Do you believe that I did karate as a child? No. God fucking damn. What were we talking about? Unicyclists. And then prior to that, we were talking about small bicycles. The theatre. And the accoutrements. Do you reckon clowns have a cue? I don't mean to get in, but like in the Bond sense. Yes. And so you've got yes. a very serious man I in do. a suit. Yes. Now, look here, Bonzo. What we've got here is a pair of trousers that can hold 15 custard pies and a bucket of confetti. This pen here will explode in a cloud of blue ink, but never fear, five minutes later, the ink will have disappeared long enough for you to have made your escape. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And then like a flower which has poison gas. Actually, that sounds more like a real Bond thing. Yeah, this, I mean, a flower that's got <coughs> water. Rather yeah. than poison gas, unless you're, be unless you're a the Joker. Acid. Yeah, we've Don't, just invented the Joker. We've just invented we? the we've Joker. We've just invented the Joker. How very Grant Morrison was. Yeah. Every uh, podcast is a machine to invent to the invent, Joker. <laughs> to invent Grant Morrison. Mm. Um... That sounds profound, but I don't think it is. That should be our strap line. <laughs> it sounds profound, sounds but profound. I don't think it is. That sounds profound. Oh, a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Becca, I owe you an email about t-shirt design. Yeah. Put, put that yeah, on your list. On Cheers. List. Um, clown School Theatre. You were talking about the theatre that you were in. Clown School. Yes, Jackson's Lane Theatre, like London's uh, big big circus theatre. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It was a converted church actually. Uh, which, yeah, like in a when you when you're in a room that's been converted to a, a performance or a rehearsal space, but there's big sort of windows and like yeah. above it was. Uh, you could tell. Uh, <clears throat> it's a cathedral clowns. to clowning. It is. You could tell clowns had been there, or Did at the very have, least, like, stained a, glass with like famous clowns. That would have been great. There's a, a big clown memorial service every year. In see in everything, London, everything that I thought Terry Pratchett had invented for his guild of clowns or whatever, the guild of fools, the fools hmm. guild. Turns out it was based on something real yeah. because of Bo- course it was. Boy, do you have face because on your course egg? It was, yeah, yeah. eggs. Um, who was the? It was um, uh, the King of Lanka, wasn't it? Who was forced to become a fool? I don't. And I didn't don't want remember. to. Very, very serious, very sad man. Anyway, uh, yes. there was a seven <clears throat> of diamonds playing cards stuck to the ceiling, and like I couldn't have reached it. It was maybe thrice the height. Is that of the clown ceiling. equivalent of like super gluing a pound coin to the floor? Because <laughs> everyone will try and get yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can only assume that was somebody doing like card throwing, and it got just managed to get wedged. I like to think it was someone just on a, a trap yeah. for clowns. Yeah, don't don't reach too high, motherfuckers. <laughs> Boy, howdy, yeah. is that ever it? And so I saw this post on Insta- Instagram, and like it wasn't just anybody that could apply. Like you know, what are, are you? A, what kind of performer are you? What have you done? Like what theatre stuff? Why would you like to do this? Presumably, so there's a vetting process, so they don't let any old clown in. Yeah, like, um, they wouldn't let me do it, would they? Because I want to get better at live role play to give game to other people is not a good enough reason. I, no, I think, I think maybe it could be actually. Yeah, I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it for yeah. for play. Well, you've done you've yeah. done performance stuff before. You do That's live true. role play, which yeah. is a kind of performance play, playing. Yeah, and you want to you want to explore and experience that. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's fair enough um so i filled out the application form and heard nothing back mm. and then 
a couple of weeks ago, I got an email saying um, a couple of spaces have opened up. Be quick. Turns out a lot of people got this email. I don't know if it was a clown's ruse or poor admin or a combination mm. of all two. Um, so I had to scrabble together 300 quid on short notice, which was ju- it was just after payday. Yeah. Um, a couple of Twitch viewers very kindly bought me a coffee towards it, which was oh, kind. That's, nice. um, <clears throat> that's a strange thing, isn't it? Internet people who I have never met have been partly re- responsible for me going to clown school. That's really nice, and also that is totally something I would do for someone else. Yeah, um, a that's because true. it's a nice thing to do, and b because it's very funny. To it me. is very funny to have had your to hand have, in yeah. the the end you see, clownification. You see that clown? I'm responsible for that clown in the same way that you might point to a llama in a field, for example. I've sponsored that yeah, llama. I've sponsored that clown. Um, yeah, sponsor a clown. You get little updates on yeah, how they're I just, doing. Yeah, I like the idea of, the, as I say, going back to the idea of the stained glass windows of the clowns. Like, maybe the clown from Play Days, you know. Mm. Like the, what was his name? Humphrey. No, Humphrey was the guy on the on the unicycle um, who looked like he was in a bathing suit. This is very niche content that only like people of a generation I think that's, about five that's years skipping just past me night. as well. Yeah, you won't remember that, I suppose. I remember yeah. play dates. But you won't remember the tent stop on a Friday. I think I remember the tent stop. I remember the, the, the slightly sinister just, edge to the tent yeah, stop. Yeah, just, I loved the tent stop. It was because it was story time. And oh. That was my favourite. Let's all use our imaginations. No, let's <laughs> sit in amicable <laughs> silence and then go home. Um, so, uh, so clown school um, was the thing I was then booked onto. Uh, I booked the, booked the leave. Told my therapist I was going to clown school. <laughs> I'm sorry, I won't be able to make uh, next week's session. I'm going to clown school. She said, "Excuse me." I said, "Oh no, sorry, I I can't." So next Wednesday I won't be able to do it. I'll be at clown school. What? Oh, I'm going to clown school next week. I thought you said that, but I wanted to make doubly sure because I didn't want to say, "Oh, you're going to clown school." <laughs> yeah, what a thing to say. And that to not yeah. be what you said. <clears throat> And so I said to her, it's it's going to be very interesting. I, I'm scared of it, and that's one reason why I yeah. want to do it. I'll either come back a changed man or a shell of my former self, and there's not currently much of me. She was, she was like, yeah, this, I think this is very good that you're yeah, doing this. absolutely. And it's, let, let's talk about this. Mm. And yeah, it was 11 till 5 every day in theatre in North London. I like that it starts at 11, performance time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to be around at nine o'clock. Nobody's going to be around at nine o'clock. Plus, it gives people time to do their taxes. Do their makeup. Do their makeup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a week of peaks and troughs, Mm. is I think the fairest way of putting it. Monday was awful. Mm. Tuesday was better. Wednesday was awful. Thursday was better. So, obviously, Friday, I thought, well, heck, mm. this is going to be awful. But it ended ended on a high note. Um, I did wonder, on, so on Monday, I had a mild hangover. That won't help. And yeah. hangover anxiety is a thing. <clears throat> and I was thinking about it sort of as the day, pro- as the day progressed. Last week. Yes, of course. Um, thinking sort of how, how much of that, the, the chemical bad feels, were part of it. And then Wednesday was... Exactly as dog shit. Mm. I was like, okay, no, it's just. It's a difficult process. It, it, it's yeah. it's a very sort of emotionally challenging thing. 
Um, I, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. I'm happy to go into whatever I, detail I'm, you'd like. Well, it's all, it's your space, really. You know, it's for you to choose how much detail you want to go into. Because we, we've not really talked about it much. No. And that's that was partly a choice because I thought, A, there's good content in that. And B, because the last last week I didn't really talk to anybody about it. No, I briefly no. mentioned it to my brother. Well, when you he needed rang to process up, it, yeah. And I was I was so in the thick of it. Mm. I was so sort of, it, especially when I was in the troughs. Yeah, it was very raw, and I'd feel silly even talking about it. I don't well, feel I don't mean silly in the sense of. Jacques Lecoq, a respected clown. I sensed that you were very, very in a place about it. So I tried to give you space and not talk to you, which meant that I had a week of like just looking after myself, really, for my own mental well-being. Because like your your kind of I'm in a foul mood energy kind of pervaded the week. So I did what I usually do, which is to go, okay, I'm just going to do my own thing and recognise, as we've said in the past, this has nothing to do with me. It's not me that's precipitated this. I've done nothing wrong here in terms of that. I'm impressed that you can can put up that wall because when you're radiating your I'm in a foul mood energy... I can. It's I hard. Only... It, it still had an impact. It's just that oh, yeah. I, 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 I lessened it consciously, and I did things because over the years I've developed lots of coping mechanisms for my own anxiety and depression. I did things which you've gone very steamy. Mm. Um, I did things which I would do to make myself feel better, like going to the gym and going for a run and keeping up my yeah. exercise and and reading a nice book and you know I did I, a bit of baking. I was very aware. Yeah. Like, I did feel bad that it was a week where I'd come home and be like, "Hello, how are you doing?" Maybe give you a hug and then just sit on the sofa. Yeah. Staring into space, not doing it. But I'm, I'm in, by nature, I'm quite a solitary person, um, and I do very well in my own company. Um, I think some people it drives them mad, but I, I'm, I've always been very happy on my own. In a, you know, I don't get lonely very easily. Um, so I think that that works for for me when you're having a little bit of a tricky time in that sense. But I'm not going to say it wasn't tricky because it was. Yeah. Um, but my, yeah, my initial plan was to sort of come home, maybe record an episode of a podcast with you. My plan was to stream every evening, and just on the train on the way home, I, I, too I emotionally was, draining. I yeah. I cannot yeah. put a face on. Yeah, I yeah. cannot be yeah. a like engaging, affable presence for a couple of days. Oh, guy, you can't be that. Shut up. I Don't ever be a teacher. <laughs> no. Oh God, no. Or, um. I I just I, I couldn't do it. All I could do was just sit and be drained because again, as I, as I said earlier, it is very emotionally draining. One of the most draining things I've been through, and there's there's many reasons for that. I think one of them is um, for listeners who aren't aware, I used to be um, used to have something of a name for myself as a comedian. We were a sketch comedy group. Did a lot of stuff with the uh, not cat and I. That wouldn't work. No, nothing to do with me. Um, did the Edinburgh Fringe for a few years in the sort of early to mid uh, 2010s. Um, it was great. I, and this is something I'm going to talk about in more detail. I joined that group at a point where they already had a bit of weight behind them. They'd had one very successful show at the Edinburgh Fringe and that had given them a name. And so when I joined them, they weren't doing open mic stuff anymore. They were doing circuit nights where they were asked to be on. And so I've never... As a comedian, I think I've done one open mic night ever. Mm. And then the rest of it has been people are here partly because they are drawn by the group that I'm part of, rather than people are here to just see any old fucker. 
And it's like I, I've always had a sort of an element of self-selection in my audiences. So do you feel like um, part of your um, self-esteem as a performer has been pinned to an unknown quantity, which is the the group that you were part of rather than your own work as not, an individual? Not really, which is possibly surprising to you, given that you asked that question. No, 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 it was a... Um, what, I'm, what I'm sort of going for here is question. I've... I've never really died on my ass. Right. Okay. On stage. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. I did. Um, you haven't been through the fire of the local working men's clubs. Yes. Yeah. Like op- open mic nights where people are drunk, people are heckling. Never really been heckled when the beat males were heckled. It didn't really work as a thing to do because it was sketch a sketch. Comedy, yeah. Or John Henry would just charge at them in the nude, depending on which sketch we were doing. Yeah. Um, when I did Letter of Last Resort. It's an hour-long, tightly scripted show about depression, and it's incredibly self-selecting. The sort of people who come to see that are probably not going to be the sort yeah. of people who want to heckle. And if you do heckle, there's not going to be a witty comeback. You're like, "What are you? why are you saying this? Like, yeah. oh, you're shit. Yeah, I know. This is an entire show about how I deeply yeah. feel that. Yeah. What, what are you trying to yeah. do? Um, and so I, I've never really had that. I, I feel like there's a, a bit of putting the time in that I managed to circumvent. Mm. And like that, that's how I got Letter of Last Resort at the Vault Festival, mm. because I had the weight of the Beatles, the sketch group behind me. Hi, I'm Guy, been a performer for the last blah years with this group. We had success here, here and here. I'd like to do a solo show. That's, that's a very appealing thing. Mm. And, and that's, yeah, that, that totally sides, or rather that's an appealing thing to bookers. And it means, or it meant that I sidestepped the... I'm doing five minutes unpaid, an hour and a half train journey away on a night where I have to bring somebody to be allowed to perform. I'm doing five minutes unpaid and they could send me off with a bang of a gong. Any, you know, yeah. the, the real bear pit yeah. stuff. Yeah, where you've got a a group of ten... Like Hindus, yeah. 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 Like all, all that Which, sort of again, I think is one of the reasons why a lot of drag queens are fabulous performers, because... They're in that bear pit a lot of the time when yeah. they're coming up through through that particular circuit, and and as you say, stand up comedians and other people who who go through that. And I, that's that's a, a a way of cutting your teeth and a way of thinking on your feet and listening to the audience and all of that. And I I didn't have that. I had and like it, it's an incredible privilege and it's a wonderful mm. thing to have been able to do. But I I've always had very receptive audiences, and in spite of all of that. Part of how I see myself, part of my self-image, is as a performer. Mm. Like, amateur dramatics from the age of sort of, I don't know, yeah. 10. Local improv workshopping groups at 14 up. Th- Theatre stuff at university. You always enjoyed drama. Yeah, I've always enjoyed performing. I've always thought of myself <coughs> Excuse me. As, as funny and as having stage presence and all of this sort of thing. That is integral to how I see myself. Mm. An offshoot of that is why I found it so tricky to start selling prints of my photos because I've never seen myself as capable of producing anything with a, a visual or, or an aesthetic appeal. Mm. Like I've, I've been in shows that have been nicely mm. staged, but we had set designers, prop designers, blah, blah, blah. Do you um, feel that that sort of aspect of being a performer is um, a, an integral kind of load-bearing part of your identity? Yes. Or is it is it one of many it's a load-bearing part of mm. my... Like, be, being funny, if you if you want to pair it back even further, 
being funny is a load-bearing part of my yeah. identity. I'm very quick. I like to think. Yeah, you are. Hey, that's yeah. one of the few things that I can say without having immediate like, oh god, oh I'm, you know, how dare I say something nice about yeah, myself? You are. I'm, I'm yeah. quick. Yeah, you are. Um, and that's that's something that I think is quite key to me. Something that was important to me growing up. Like my dad's very funny. My mother's got a, a dark, dry sense Your of humour. Your mother is, with all due respect to her, a living nightmare when it <laughs> when it comes to how dark her humour is. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. And and so that's that's been a huge thing to me. And so taking a course where a big part of it each day was without preparation. Mm going on stage trying to do something funny and then being met with absolute silence or the teacher straight up turning in his chair to the person next to him and talking about something completely different oh. while you're trying to do something. That's an interesting idea for me because in a way it is actually a safe space for experiencing that kind of rejection because you know full well that the people in the audience actually have yes. your best interests at heart. 100%. Yeah. Like, so yeah. one of the, um, it's part of the learning experience. A, a sort of repeated refrain and the idea that ran throughout, and I think the idea that comes from Goliath, mm. is like, we love you, but what you've done is shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was shit, but we love you. Yeah. We hate that, yeah. we love you. Yeah. And that's, that's very difficult to separate. I think it's that... sort of performance element of how they do the military really mm. isn't it it's i mean I, I think for anybody that separation is going to be difficult for somebody with a vague degree of neurospiciness some diagnosed vague. some <laughs> as yet undiagnosed <laughs> potentially not going to be because it you know it might not be might not be um what was it that you yeah it will how is that coming on do, we, do you need to contact the nhs no i've got the letter okay. from them we're, we're, yeah, i'm still okay. in the waiting list um I, I think I've talked before about how I find rejection sensitivity as a sort of umbrella term a bit tricky because mm. nobody likes rejection. No, absolutely. That's a common universal yes. human experience. However. And apes even, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's something in the hindbrain, isn't yes. it, I think, as being part of the social group. However, I think it's the where it starts being, oh, this could potentially be a trait of people with certain kinds of mm. brain wiring is when rejection, like, either feels bad and then passes or feels bad for the rest of the day into yes, the night into what, the following day from what this is very this is again we're getting back to it's neurodiversity the podcast this isn't it, it, it but seems for me, to me it's very interesting to me though because as i've said i i don't unless i am already in a very different space to do with being depressed or anxious yeah. which is a different it's a different issue that's a mental health condition rather than you know an element of neurodiversity in which case if something bad happens that's that's it for me but that's the depression feeding in on itself and the anxiety in a spiral it's not coming from that place of neurodiversity but um the the idea of um having I think it's the extremeness of the reaction, isn't it, that separates it out from a sort of universal experience of rejection. Um, it, it can become crippling from what I understand of it. It sort of it, it just hot wires the meltdown part of the brain that means I can't do anything else. Yes, it becomes just overwhelming. It, it, it's front and yeah. it's front and yeah. center. Yeah. It's like grasping a red hot poker. Yeah, you're you're not going to be able to think about the East Enders theme while you're doing it. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I've talked before, I think, about how my, my balloon gets burst mm. very easily. Mm. And it's very difficult to put that back together. And, yeah, like, it's it, a, a thing 
would would happen and that would would ruin me for the rest of the day rest of the evening i'd go to sleep i'd wake up in the night thinking about it and i'd still be feeling bad about it the following day Mm. whereas i'm fairly sure that you might have 20 minutes of yes like oh that was unpleasant yes ah well nevertheless And, and and in the space where um so for me in in the space where i know that the people, it, it's LARPing rejection. Um, because in, <laughs> That's a really nice I, way of putting if it. If I know that it's actually a safe space where the people in the audience genuinely have my personal best interests at heart, I can separate that out very easily. Um, so I can go, yeah, it was shit, wasn't it? Or, you know, oh, it was rubbish. Oh, fuck you. And then, you know, walk off. That, that to me, is yeah. effortless. You... Because I can separate. If someone, if I know that someone is genuinely being horrible, yes. that is an awful feeling. But again, like, I'll probably, I'll probably just get angry because like, no one should treat someone like yes. that. And I will probably confront them and say, that's no way to talk to someone. That's wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Why did you say that to me? Whereas I know you would probably find that. Oh, I'd hate that. Yeah. Again, so, so for me, that, that's kind of, I, I find it relatively easy to do. I, I've spoken about this actually, and you said this was a, fairly interesting analogy um this this, i I went to cambridge i did my english degree there there is nothing like an indifferent asshole of a cambridge don to completely destroy any semblance of an ego you might have once had on an academic front like you you work so so hard most people do some people just get parachuted in but fuck them but i i didn't i got i worked my fucking ass off to get those a-level grades to and i I recognized that i had the privilege of going to an independent school and therefore i already had the boost up of teachers who cared about me smaller class sizes all the rest of that just parking that to one side while acknowledging it um I remember like the first term that like you kind of think you're the bee's knees, you know, you get like, you, get, you, you know, everyone does because you, you're at Cambridge, you know, there's only 10 people in my college doing my course. Like, you know, there's like something like 50 applicants for every place or something stupid like that. You've gone through this whole process. And Kate Your Bennett, course, was, just to say, was like advanced large shoes. Ha, it? ha, ha. No, it was English. Um, and I remember handing in my first few essays um, and I just like, um, I just got them back with like red pen all over the first paragraph and like a note saying this is shit I'm not marking anymore. And like, there's nothing like that. to kind of, and, it, and I recognise it's an awful way of teaching. <laughs> it's appalling and you shouldn't do that. And it's a terrible pedagogy. But the whole of that first year, I was struggling to just get a grasp on what it was. And I was constantly getting knocked back and knocked back and knocked back. And I remember I went over to, to my aunt and uncles who lived in Aylesbury um, for, just for a long weekend to get away from Cambridge. Um, and I was writing an essay while I was there on Hamlet because we did like the whole of Shakespeare in one term. All of Shakespeare. Eight weeks okay right fine okay um and i just remember thinking oh fuck off and just wrote (laughs) what i thought would be good that i thought was interesting and was reflective and actually kind of incorporating the language of reflection into the essay and and not doing it in that kind of a-level way and then i got it back and it was like yeah this is the first this is how you do it." it and i had to have that kind of moment of crisis and pushing back um and it's 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 not the same thing but i think there is an element of rejection and pushing back against something yes. it didn't feel like a safer space because the woman was an arsehole <laughs> but but i would be interested as i say to do that in a kind of lot it is it is larping rejection because you know that deep down the people have your best interests at heart and yes. that's the interesting bit for me where i wouldn't have an extreme reaction like you i would be able to separate it out and have done in the past on numerous occasions in lots of different environments um, it's really, really interesting, and and they're both equally valid responses. From uh, from the from the sounds of it, uh, Golier is 
is more of a bastard than our teacher was. There was a a lady there who'd studied uh, under Goliot taking this guy's class. Um, And, yeah, she was saying that uh, this this Vigo guy who was leading the classes was quite nice and that almost made it harder, like, when he's being friendly and then when he's being like, ah, you know, that was shit, ha, ha, ha. Whereas Goliot's like, shit, go off. That was shit. And, like, you got to a point of just being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And that's when you... That's like when came you, out the other side and of it because because you have to you have to then have the self belief in what you're doing. Yes, you, and, and without that self belief, you're constantly. I've, this is something that I strongly and firmly believe that you can't seek for validation of the self from external sources. It has to come from internal sources. You, it has to come from inside. And once you've got that, then you it's easier to to do something external. It's easier to teach. You know, it, once once you're confident in your ability as a teacher and you're confident in your material and you know full well, because, yeah, again, class of 30 kids, 14-year-olds, you're never <laughs> going to get a worse audience than yeah. 14-year-old boys who give no shits about Romeo and Juliet. But you know, you've got their best interests at heart. Um, they are going to sit there and listen to this <laughs> um, and woe fucking betide them if any one of them steps out of line. Um, and they are actually going to enjoy it because you're confident in your material. You know that they won't, might not admit it, but, you know, they will get into it. And again, different with a paying audience. Of course it is. But there's nothing like the rejection of a class of kids, believe me, <laughs> teenagers. And and at that point, you know, you, you if you have even, they can smell fear, if you have even a, a fraction of doubt in your own... It's like egg yolk in egg white that you need to whisk to make more <laughs> If there's even a streak of doubt in, in your own performance as a teacher, they will pick up on it. Um, and you could always tell, I think, like the... Um, when, when I worked at the Institute of Education, you could always tell the um, sort of uh, PGCE students who were going to find it difficult from the ones who weren't. Because the ones who were going to find it tricky would like be very kind of, oh, I'm not sure about them. Oh, can, I, can you just maybe, you know, they'd be very uncertain. And the ones who were going to breeze it would just be like, yeah, this is what I need to do. This is where the date for it. I'm, I'm going to go to this school for this bit. And they just had it all sorted. <laughs> and it was that absolute self-belief. Um, my mum used to say this about, she used to work in a, an employment partnership office in a, a university up in Leeds. Um, and she said every year that the students who wanted to go into media and drama and, you know, television, she could always tell the difference between them because the ones who came in, they just, the self-belief just absolutely radiated out of them. And they said, I'm going to work in media. And they, they just did. And they absolutely did. And they would go away and do it. And that is so, it's so difficult to cultivate and you can't learn it. You have to develop it through these moments of crisis, yeah. I think. To me, that I think that is, yeah, cat lectures the world. But yeah. I think there's genuinely something in that. I so yeah, so, something I found like you're saying like you know in a, a, an audience of, of unruly teenagers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think there is a different power dynamic there. As well. I, uh, yes, I, I was going to say like yeah, as, as, as well. <laughs> like the, it will be the case for some people that they feel like they've got teaching in their blood. Yeah, they feel like a core of their identity is teaching, but not as many, I'd imagine. Whereas I, who see myself as funny, like that is one of the the pillars of who I am. What like what is Guy Kelly? One of those things I would put on that chalkboard or whatever would be funny. It's interesting and that so, that's funny is a uh, an adjective, a descriptor which um, is dependent on its relationship to other people. Yes. Really interesting. It's what I mean about that internal versus external validation thing. Oh, it's but, a so, house of cards. Yeah, please carry on. Um, but also I make myself laugh. Yeah, 
I do things that are funny just for me. Like when you flipped off a duck at Alton Towers. <laughs> like when I flipped off some ducks so much that it genuinely sent me yeah. almost crying with laughter. Yeah. Anyway. That was great. Yes. And um, and to have all of that sort of stripped away and to stand in front of a room full of mm. people that you're trying to impress because you've just met a bunch of people and they all seem fun and they're like, there's a lot of performing types and they're all cool. And somebody who's a teacher, like in in the role of teacher, mm. and you are there on the like implicit understanding that you think you are funny and would like to be funnier, and then to stand on stage and be told, "Nope, go off. That's that shit. No, go off." That is extraordinarily foul mm. for me. Again, other people have had yeah. things worse in life. My brother found a human ear. Whoever that ear belonged to probably <laughs> had, had a, a bad day. They probably had a bad day. <laughs> However, it removed ears notwithstanding. That was really hard for me. Mm. And the, the, the lady who'd been to, to Golier would say that occasionally, like, you'd be waiting to go on stage. You'd take one step onto the stage and Golier would be like, no, that's it, get off. And that The would temptation be, to just shuffle off with your bum. Like and that, that would be you for the day. But then if you shuffled off with your one, like, what do you get off? Somebody else. Get yeah, that would still be funny, but that would be for me. <laughs> and um, that was something I found very... So, like, as an example, uh, the thing that properly did for me on Monday was there was an exercise towards the end of the day where there was a shoe in the middle of the um, stage, everybody sitting sort of watching. You'd walk on stage from the wings, pick up the shoe, walk off stage. That was all you had to do. Mm. You could only advance in the direction that you were supposed to be going if the audience liked you and what you were doing. Yeah. And if they didn't, you'd have to go back. That was agony. I didn't take the shoe off stage. I got to the shoe. I picked it up. I made my way a little bit towards off stage. That's as close as, as, close as I got. I didn't, I I didn't make it off stage. How the concept of not liking you picking up a shoe. Did you have to do it in a certain way or just a, an just, interesting just way? What, whatever you were doing. Okay, if, yeah, if, cool. if, if the audience yeah, yeah. didn't like it, no, yeah, go back, do's. do it again. Yeah, fair do's. You come on, you do something different, <clears throat> didn't like it, go back. Yeah, oh, right. we like what you're doing now. People are laughing, you're doing this. Okay, that's yeah. good. No, you've lost us. Go back, cool. do it again. Yeah. No, horrible. The, the worst thing. It's so interesting. I could do that. I could, I could, I, I could no, keep I failing. genuinely don't know. I could, I could keep having, failing. Like, having met you, I've interacted with you in the past. This isn't, this isn't our first no, time no, meeting, no, just so not, the, no. the listeners are yeah. aware. I wonder how much of you saying that is a confidence, not necessarily unearned, but... Oh, I'd but, be shit but, at it. But potentially uninformed. I would, I would be shit at it. I, I'm not, I wouldn't I'm be not any saying good that. No, I'm not saying that. Funny. I'm, I'm... Curious, and again, it's hard separating the fact that I had such a terrible time from it from the idea that you'd be fine with, like, regardless of how you fucked up. I think up. I would, when I say fine, I mean, I would I would feel, you know, that rejection, but it wouldn't affect me, I don't think, in the same way. I've been through so many different It wouldn't affect you in the same way rejection. it affected me, like, to, to the extent, but... I, I do but wonder. I, if, I would just fling my hands up in there. Oh, fuck's sake! You know that I, I wouldn't take it to heart. But how many times can you do that before? Over that and over and over and over again. Because I've done that. I have done that in the past. It's re- rejection and resilience and failing, failing and failing and failing and failing and failing over again. 
like I've done that on so many different occasions in so many different areas. I'd just be good at stuff instead. But it's this is another easier. thing where you you have the thing where if you're not good at something first time, you can't you can't do it in the Apart sense from of like podcasts because the first few episodes of this. Well, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm I'm happy to fail to get better at something. Art, drawing, painting. You have you have to produce ten thousand shit. This is your seventh marriage. To even ha ha to even get something good out of it. You know, failure, karate. The number of times like I've got a cutter wrong or just been stood there like a lamb going like even when I'm supposed to know a cutter that's happened to me as a black belt on more than one occasion. Not very often, but like when I was coming back after the operation and there was like a very very low um you know uh low grade for want of a better word cutter. Um, and I just completely blanked and I stood there in the middle of the room like well I'm a black belt and I've forgotten this cutter and everyone was looking at me and I was like here we are never mind do you want to do it again you know failing over and over again is part of what makes us human and I'm going to be a super cliche here but it's true the rocky thing it's not about how hard you can hit or get hit it's about how many times you can keep getting back up again I absolutely I genuinely believe that and Did, I'm really passionate about it was Rocky victorious at the end of the first film I've never seen it no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> failing, failing over and over again. <laughs> I, it's fine. It's, uh, that's, it is fine. And that's one reason why I wanted to do yes. this course because yeah. I yeah. have historically not been good with yeah. failure. If I'm if I'm bad at something, I simply won't do yeah. it. Equally, this if is I, why I say I'd be fine with it because I've done it. Not this exact thing, but if over I'm, and over again. If I'm good at something and I keep doing it, yeah. I don't. I don't take any pleasure. You don't in it. grow. That's not what I'm saying. No, sorry, carry let, on. Let, let you, me tell you, you what finish. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then yeah. you can tell yeah. me what I'm yeah. saying, and then we can decide which one. We can of us decide between us. Was yeah. saying what I what yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. when okay. I was saying what I was okay. saying. We'll try that. Do you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, if I if I'm if I'm good at something, I will undervalue that mm. because I'm good at it, and so it's easy. And so if if something is effortless to me. It doesn't matter that other people might not be particularly good at it. Mm. I can't value that. Because it, it's it's easy, so it doesn't count. Whereas if I'm bad at something, oh, that hurts. I'm not going to do that again. So I'm sort of in a bind. Like the where... sad little cartoon of the little blob in a box that goes, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Gets and gets punched and I get yes. never again. Yeah. Mm. And and so, yes, I'm like in a strange position where I I can't count my successes because that's easy. And yes, it's a thing that I do all the time and have been doing for years and years and years and have presumably improved on things, but it doesn't count because it's easy. Effortless. And I won't do things that I'm bad at because it hurts too much. And so I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place where failure hurts like nobody's business and success doesn't didn't doesn't count because that was just a that was just a fluke. Yeah. That's really difficult. What what I meant what I was going to say was that um I'm recognizing the rock and the hard place that you were describing because without failure you don't grow. You know, without um, I'm six foot four as a person in terms of you know the spiritual emotional development. Um, without sped, pardon sped sped yeah spiritual emotional, emotional development, development. Sped. yeah sped. <laughs> if if you don't fall over, you don't know that you can get back up again. And if you don't recover from like, like I've had so many injuries over the years, you know, because of my stupid wobbly joints. But you just keep getting back up again from them as best I can. And in some cases I've got up and I've not been able to stand as tall as I might have wanted to or might have been able to previously because of that. But you just keep going with what you can. 
Um, Counterpoint, you never expose yourself to these things because it's bad for the soul. No, it's very good for the soul. I I actively seek out things that I know I will fail at because it will be... Uh, a growing experience, like the oil painting class. But you're really good at your oil painting. I, I'm no, it's really difficult. Like to to have to to think that I'm quite good at art and then turn up to a class um, and produce something shit. Um, and and to Can and I, I just have point that out experience. The parallel here. Well, but, but but yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm recognising that in what you've just said. Um, but but I, if if. If if we're kind of going for the never try thing, <laughs> you know, Homer Simpson, then I wouldn't have done the class. And I knew that I was going to be a bit shit at it. But the whole point of going was to be a bit shit at it. And then with every single iteration, getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better until eventually I could produce something that's like, actually, that's not too bad. I can see this bit here where I've done something well. That bit, maybe not so well because... Um, you know, and that's where the help of the teacher comes in. Like you haven't observed that tone properly, or you know, maybe in this case, it did, you know, you've let the paint get a bit muddy, and then put take that on board for next time. Like with rowing, I used to do a lot of rowing at university, um, and rowing is repeating the same movement over and over and over and over again, and making tiny, tiny, microscopic incremental improvements every single time, and figuring out where you're failing, and then fixing it for the next time round. And if you can't fix it, that's fine. Maybe fi- fix it the next time round, but. And I, I'm properly getting emotional about this because it's, I really strongly believe it. And I know I'm a bit on my high horse about it, but it is so important to fail and to fail well um, and to be able to pick ourselves up and carry on from that, um, you know, with the support of people around us and, and actively seeking out something where you know you're going to fail and being okay with it because oh, it's I part of the okay learning process. It. That's the bit where it's tricky. Um, but that, I think, is a skill that can be learned or at least improved, even with you know, differences in the plasticity and, and diversity of, of how the brain works. I think it, it can be a skill like any other, learning how to adapt to failure and recognise that, um, again, it's not a reflection on you as a person. It's a reflection on your skill to be able to do something. This I is... can't rollerblade. Like, you're really good at ice skating. I'm terrible at it. I can sort of just about stiffly move around, but I still enjoy it and I'll go and do it. A thing that I... I, th- I think you touched on something interesting there. The, the, the separation of what you can do and you. And and yeah, the, the, as I mentioned, like what you did was shit, but mm. we love you. Mm. We hated what you did, but we love you. And because performance, because being funny, is a thing that I do and is so tied into my self-image. Having those moments of... My mind has gone completely blank. I don't know what to do. None of these people are enjoying what I'm doing. And I'm being told mm, it feels that, that was boring and that yeah. was shit. Being able to separate. And I think I got better as the week progressed. Yeah. To go back to an egg metaphor. Yeah. It would be like beating an egg and then trying to separate the yolk from the white. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. And on on day one... Having having that, and it was towards the end of the day, I'd just come on after somebody who was incredible. One of like the best clowns I've ever met. I, I, I genuinely, and I say this with no negative intent or intention, one of the stupidest people I've ever <laughs> met on stage. Yeah. A, 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 smart, a, a smart woman, a capable performer, 
a fucking idiot on stage. That's what you want. From in a, a way yeah. that was very clever. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just. That. Yeah. I, I said like you're an idiot. This, <laughs> this is this is amazing. Um, and yeah, then me going on after this person with my head full of plans, like oh I'll I'll do this. I've got a gimmick. I've got this. No. And and the planning thing slaughtered me. Mm. And that took a long time to get over. Another interesting thing, and I think I did talk to you about this, but I want to talk about it now. Hey, should this be a two-part podcast? Should we Maybe. quickly talk about Garfield yeah. and then, and then release another. another episode in a week's time? Yeah. We have a cliffhanger. We could do. Oh. Um... Because, yeah, we've got to day one of climbing school. There was an exercise which was... Although um, I'm going to have to do some cleaning after this, yeah. so maybe we should record tomorrow. I mean, I'm quite enjoying having this chat. It is nice. We can go on for a bit longer. Um, there was an exercise that was... Somebody goes off, somebody strikes a pose. The person comes back on, mm. tries to find that pose. So the location of the pose, the physicality of it. Yep. Catherine is standing up and walking towards her fish tank. Sorry, She's yeah, now coming gotta, um, back oh, with some nail clippers. Look at that. Welcome to Clipcast. It's the internet's favourite fingernail clipping podcast. Today's episode, thumbs. To be fair, I'm not just doing it for fun. It's um, I've got a vertical split in my you thumb. You do keep having cracked nails. It's that. You? It's only that one there. Can you see the ridge there? Mm. I can't quite get it to heal. Anyway, sorry, because it was catching. You were talking about the. Um, uh, so the exercise, and then the person would come on and have to find the position <clears throat> that had been demonstrated. The way they find them is with applause. So, like a hot and cold. Yeah, absolutely. So when they move in the right direction, when they move somewhere else, mm. like that. And I, because I'm an idiot, but also not that kind of idiot, and because I'm quite literal, although currently not formally diagnosed, may never be Catherine, may never be. Uh, How is that autism diagnosis going for yeah. you? I thought... Just just a small intervention there. Um, the, you filled in the form... And it came back as a big autism, but because you hadn't ticked the box that said, I want to assess an autism because you have ADHD. Didn't I didn't tick officially. that box, don't, or I did not not tick that box, don't, don't. I didn't. Didn't you? I, know, was I, responsible I, for I asked, it? I asked for, a, for an ADHD assessment, was put forward for that. And then when the forms came through, oh, right, it was ADHD and autism. Oh, so I assumed it was both. I see. And then obviously that set me to thinking, oh shit, maybe I am autistic. This is going to cause a lot of we did, mental we, reframing. We, we looked at the big questions. And, the, and I, I, still, questions I still I still filled the autism, questions yeah. out. And anyway, yeah, the, the yeah. word severe yes. was at one point yes. used. Mm. Anyway, anyway, you know, it's, it's up in the air, Catherine. It's up in it's the air. Not. So I thought... <laughs> Well, I want to be good at this game. I I want to be good at this this skill. I want to win this. It's a game. I want to be good at it. Which isn't what it is, obviously, because the point is listen to the audience. When you're doing something that the audience likes, you get applause, you get laughter. When mm. you stop doing something, they stop, and then it's on you to find what makes them clap again. I would say that the fact that that hadn't been clearly explained to you, like the objective of the exercise and what the learning outcome was supposed to be, is actually a sign of poor teaching. I don't know. Um, It's good teaching to... you. There are are very, very limited reasons for why you wouldn't explain what the purpose of an exercise is to a student. 
Anyway. I, 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 again, for somebody who wasn't in the room, you've got a lot of opinions about how this five-day course Well, no, but you, you, you said, you just had, said. Yeah, well, I'm, you, I'm not, there wasn't I've obviously not given you the full thing. Okay, right. And I think there's a benefit to be found in working something Yeah, absolutely. Out. Exactly. There are some, also, some reasons when you would. when, like, later on, ah, as with this exercise, we're listening for this, and then it's yeah. used as yeah. an example. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the coming to it rather than having it spelled out was helpful. Yes. I think that, and I, I think a lot of what this course was, was making your own leaps making your own like Kate Sodding Bennett and her red pen like Kate yeah. Sodding Bennett and her red pen and I, I think that's partly because with with clowning it, it's it's so personal to how mm, it's finding your own voice to how yeah. you are as a performer if if the teacher had been like that's bad this is good here's this this and this that that you should be doing like there were points where it'd be like no try this but it was always stuff that yeah. had already been done yeah. it's like go back to this but if he'd been saying you should do this yeah. You should right now stand on your leg, a thing that you haven't yeah, done that's, before. that's prescriptive. That's whereas, teaching somebody how to be. Whereas teaching someone the principles of something is yes. different. Yeah. And I, I think the, the feedback being when you're bad, boy, how do you'll know. And when you're good, you get applause and you get laughter. And that's how you develop your own yeah, thing. Yeah, and I, and I yeah. think that's, yeah. as, as, a way of, as a way of teaching, that was mirrored in a lot of the exercises. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was valuable. But yeah, the, the realisation that, oh, the, the point of this, and like as the exercise progressed, we were told like that was made clear to us. So yeah. at, at one point, people didn't have to leave the room so they could see what the pose was. Yeah. And then it became not about the game, but about how you get to that position yeah. in an entertaining way, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like I, I was told later, a couple of people found it quite funny that I strode on with such idiot purpose because i was like well i'm i I know what i'm doing and that in itself was quite funny because what the fuck am i i'm i'm doing something in a high status way while being a very low state yeah yeah and that and that was good but yeah the realization like oh no but this is the the sort of the thing that i have generally it's like that's not a skill that you can be good at Mm. and planning to like okay what i'm going to do i'm going to wave all my limbs about first i'm going to do things in sections because i'm going to be good at this that was me getting in my head and not actually listening to the lesson Mm. not paying attention when other people were were doing theirs Mm. and sort of partly thinking like oh if you know oh well if i'd only do this blah blah blah. how much of that it's lovely to hear someone reflecting on their learning (laughs) genuinely really is and and yeah it's really nice to see someone coming to those conclusions on their own. How much of that is an autism slash a pending autism diagnosis thing? I don't know. How much of like other people were also like setting out to try and be good at that? Because again, it was day one, still finding our feet, prone to yeah. taking things more. Did literally. you get opportunities to discuss these things? Were there were there opportunities for reflection throughout the course? In what sense? Well, to sit around and to talk about the exercise and how it went and how it felt. Uh, not really. Um, it was otherwise quite full on. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the realization afterwards of like, oh, I was trying to, I, I was trying to do that like it was a thing, and I think that was something that was my like problem. it had an end goal. Yeah, yeah. Rather like than like the that was the point rather, rather than, than the process. Yeah, yeah. The, the point mm. of it being instructive. It's like. 
I, if I might prefer an analogy, you don't understand the point of going for a walk. Well, no, because you end up back in the same fucking place, don't yeah. you? But you think, you think there has to be a reason. If you tell me we're going for a walk to look at a mushroom, yeah, then okay, great, we're going yeah. out. We've got a reason to yeah. do this, yeah. rather than. Yeah, I think there's a, an analogy though. Possibly, um, but yeah, Monday ended feeling very bad because I'd come on stage after somebody who had been phenomenal. Mm. Genuinely very funny. There was a fart, I thought of you. <laughs> See, there we go. Was it an intentional one? Oh, yeah. Nice. There, there was a... I was going to say there was you a through a, line, a, but... You have a petamine on stage. There, there, there was... <laughs> there were intentional erectations for the purposes of humour. Very good. Very good yes. to me. <laughs> um, and then we we finished that. Like, we did all that. And then I obviously... I, I, followed, I followed up. Followed up very badly. Died on my fucking ass, and that was one of the last. Then, like somebody else had to go, somebody else had to go, and then we all went home. And I don't know if it was because it was day one, and people were a bit hesitant to be like, "Oh, let's go to the pub afterwards." I think a, a pub debrief then would have been this lovely. Not I mean about, not with the teacher, yeah, but just with space with for reflection. Else. If I because again, I, it, I it's went, useful to have that. I went home in a learning environment, overthinking everything. Mm. I went home overthinking, like, oh, but the, yeah. like there was a point where I, I said something as I was failing. I was like, because I did something about smell, because like, oh, there was a fart. Scaf- I was like, don't, scaffolding. Don't. I, I mm. give, give us a second to look. Yeah, 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 I oh, don't pop the balloon, Kelly. I f- oh, no, it's gone. Scaffolding. No, no, no. Carry on. What were you saying? No, no, scaffolding. No, all I was going to sort of just say was that I think sometimes it can be useful to scaffold those opportunities for reflection and then take the training wheels away later on. It's mm. just you know an interesting way of doing things. But yeah, so when, when I when I did my bit, I, yeah. I sort of because I followed somebody who had farted. I came on doing a small <laughs> sniff, which got laughter and a, a shocked noise from the farting clown. Yeah. Um, the farting. The farting clown. clown. But then I had nothing. And so I said, oh, don't worry, I can't actually smell anything. It's a traumatic brain injury, it's fine. Uh, but that does mean if you don't laugh, then you're cruel. And I thought that was a funny thing to say, because that's a monstrous thing. to Like, to me, that's funny. Because only a monster would say that, and to try and... If that was said sincerely, that would be appalling. Because that's awful and manipulative and, like, cruel. And so I thought, well, obviously that's an understood thing. And so I'll say that. And then obviously it was just a, a series of appalled faces. Mm. I, I don't find it funny. Because to me, yeah, I'd, to I'd me. made those additional yeah. connective steps. And therefore you'd assumed that everyone else had. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought, like, oh, well, I'll, I'll that's, say this. That's, I'm sure that's an autism thing. Yeah. Like a mind blindness thing, for want of a better and phrase. And so I, like, one of the things I was, I was torturing myself with that evening was, like, what if they took me seriously when I said that? What if they thought that I was trying to actually gather sympathy rather than what my hope was that there'd be an appalled bark of laughter for saying something so terrible? Um, you know, what if people took that at face value? These people who have only just met me don't know how my sense of humour works and presumably don't necessarily Isn't all. Isn't that interesting, though? Because don't know how my sense of humour works. It brings me back to what you were saying about the audience who were there in a self-selected way, who already know how your sense of humour works. Talking to an audience who don't know you, who don't know anything about you, and don't know how your sense of humour works. It must have been interesting to have that kind of contrast. I oh. I really need a wee, by the way, so either we're going to have to pause this. and We could do another one if you want. 
I can make another cup of tea and we could continue this conversation. Oh, I've got four more days of clown talk. Okay, well, um, should we do... Let's talk about Garfield. Let's talk about Garfield. I'll go for a wee and then we'll... So, so put a pin in that. A pin in... What, what, what are we putting a pin in? Clown. Clown stuff, but specifically balloons. clown... Balloons. Uh, the joke about your anosmia. That's where we're pinning. Okay. Okay. Well, so I, it, it's space. it's less specifically about that joke. Yes, but and, if we put if we put that about, hook, then it'll be it'll be and, a reminder. And, and more about the 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 self critical reflection yeah. that that followed yeah. with that. That's the let's, key thing. Let's leave um, that for in the next episode. The next I'd one. also like to talk about graffiti. Yep. Uh, and I'd love to talk about um, my mum trying to help me get a job. Because yep. I've been meaning to talk about okay. these for the past couple of okay. episodes, so I do want to talk right. about Right, a Garfield. Uh, first panel, appalling. <laughs> um, okay, nice. <laughs> John is leaning down towards Garfield um, with an admonishing finger. Uh, I, Garfield, is it admonishing? I, I, I think this is quite an open... Is it? Because look at his eyes. Is it benevolent? Like, look at what he's saying. Is he, is he mimicking the Christ? I think this Christ? is encouraging. Wow. <laughs> I think this is encouragement. Okay. Uh, Garfield is looking up at him with a deeply unimpressed expression, which is precisely what we've come to expect from this sardonic ah. cartoon cat. And John is saying, let's see how well you've done on your diet this week, Garfield. Catherine the cat's on a diet because he's diet, big. Because he's fat. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. The cat must lose weight. Second panel. Uh, John is looking to his right, to our left, um, and he's kind of holding his hand up to his chin mm. with, like... What is his meat hand doing on his hip? His meat hand. Like, look at that. It's just like a. It's like sausages. It's a big hand. He's he's once again got the beasting hands. He has got. It's horrible. Um, and he's saying, "Now, where's the bathroom scale?" He's presumably pondering. Kind of like Garfield's eyes, is the way he's looking, just like a little bit askance at John. There's, some, there's, there's something going on. I there. kind of also like the very faint hint of a smile. That mm. is playing about Garfield's lips here. If one was prone to overanalyze Garfield, I'll have to drop a message. Then we'd, then we'd say that there is a, a wry humour to yeah. this cat. Yeah. <sighs> oh. And in the third panel, um, Garfield is sitting on a square. What a is happening? A big red square. He says it could be a litter tray. It could be a sleeping box. It could be a lasagna. Yeah. It could fucking... yeah. And he's saying, "I'm sitting on it." Sleeping box. I meant cat bed. Yeah. A sleeping box. I'm sitting on it. He's I'm sitting, sitting on, on it. Skull. Like the there seems to be a kind of black sludge emanating Ooh. from Garfield and dripping down onto the scales. All right, Reddit. Is that meant to be just the scales breaking, creaking, Possibly and creaking groaning under, under the weight. weight, or is it just? I mean, what is the point in this? It's again. It it's got a hollow cargo cult. It's, it, I was about to say a cargo of a cult of a joke. Yeah, because it's not a this punchline. Is, this is like um, someone has been trying. Like you know how bronze statues are made, where you sculpt out of clay um, or, or something, and then you make a mold out of that yeah. with either more clay or or with something that's you know that's heat proof or you know a way a wax one. You make a yeah you you sculpt out of wax. You make push around it with clay that's heat proof. You melt the wax, so then you've got the mold ready to have bronze poured into it. But what's happened here um, is that someone has then put more wax into it, um, removed the clay from around the outside with a chisel, tried to remake the original mold, and this process has gone on for several generations. So all you have now is a kind of a faint, lumpy outline of what was originally a joke, and now they're trying to cast it in bronze. I... I don't think it's even that. I think it's somebody trying to put together an airfix kit 
but half of the pieces are missing and what they're using instead are Jacob's crackers. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, fucking, that it's fucking nothing. It's nothing. It, it looks like it's trying to be a joke. He's sitting on the scale. I'm okay. sitting on The is, cat is fat and it is sitting on a scale. So is, okay. it, is, it, okay. is it good because he's obscuring it with his corpulent frame? Is it is it good because Fuck John knows. can't see it? Is it funny because he's already on the scales, the place where John wants him to be, and yet why it's it's nothing. Yeah. It's contemptuous. This is this is Garfield is riding a unicycle. Mm. Um shall we look at the comments really quickly and then I'll go for a wee and have a little break. Oh, um somebody in my Discord said that there was um I just need to drop listening to message. the uh, podcasts in reverse chronological order means they get to hear you becoming more excited about the comments. <laughs> Luco457, the scale will die. Nope, not a thing. Uh, 203298 over five years ago says, I remember one of the front titles for a Garfield book, and Garfield put one toe on the scale, and it said oof. Uh, there's a reply to that. Hopeless. Classic Garfield joke says a lot about society and what they value. The Garfield's waste is the entirety of nearly every joke. Still love the Garf. Peace, bless, love. That was Vulo, the face borrower, 12 months ago. Yep. A dog uh, lover, 26. And it broke. Could be mm. do Glover. Could be. Um, semicolon, open bracket, sorry, semicolon, close bracket, space, open bracket, no more green-haired kid, close bracket, space, open bracket, BGHK, close bracket, over one year ago, says, he broke it, full stop, space, capital X, capital D, capital D, capital D. Uh, Catherine's face says, what you are doing is good, actually, and I'd like you to continue. Cookie 1371, don't break the scale. Eh, Fat cat animations. It's just a pizza box and Garfield is trying to casually hide it. No, it's Mm. not. The text explicitly says he's... Awful, 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 awful. Well, folks, thank you for listening to I Don't Like Mondays. (laughs) It's a Garfield review podcast. If you enjoyed this, you can. If you wish to support us, go to patreon.com slash IDLM podcast. That gets you early release episodes when I'm not too fucking depressed to sit in front of a microphone. It gets you essays and writings when Catherine's not too exhausted from work. Uh, It gets you the sound of Cat rubbing her... My tits on the microphone. Uh, I've managed to... So I I did some chest press... On, oh nice! Was it Sunday? And then sponged my neck, um, oh. like turning my head too quickly to to check the blind spot in the car. And then um, I was wearing the I've got like a little brace thing that pulls my shoulders back, and it dug it pulled the pec muscle. Oh no! So I just been, it's been a win a losing round all week. Uh, it also gets you access to uh, bonus episodes, but I'm going to be honest, not many of them. Mainly though, it shows your support for this foolish endeavour. It helps us kind. pay for hosting. And um, we oh, really, we really appreciate it. Should we save the next one until tomorrow? I don't know. We will find out. It's an adventure. Stuff to do. Well, anyway, I, I need to wait. Yeah. I tell you what, the best thing to do yeah. is keep talking and preventing me Sorry. from finishing yes, ending recording true. the podcast by asking okay. questions that could be asked off it. Do you have okay. anything else you'd like to know? No. About, um, no. <laughs> about anything that's... Jacques that's Lecoq. Jacques uh, Lecoq. No. And I'm going for a wee. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. As we speak, it's, uh, it helps pay for the hosting and it really means the world to us. Really if does. you can't or don't wish to, that's completely fine. The, these episodes are free to listen to. We'd love it, though, if you could leave us a rating or a review on, you know, or Apple, just say Apple how Podcasts, much you love Podcasts, us on Twitter. Or, that. or uh, Instagram. Yeah. We should have an Instagram, really, shouldn't we? Why? I don't know. We should that's do a TikTok. Kids are doing. Can, oh. can Garfield really be a Garfield? Garfield and... The- Friends, oh, crime busters God. of the sea. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, tell, leave a rating or a review and tell your friends about this shout at a man in the streets who's on don't a unicycle. Do don't shout at a man in the street. On a unicycle. Unless he's on a unicycle. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, Bye. Going for a wee. Uh, oh, what do you think about Monday? Yeah, I do not like them. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Stop it.